0: Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about
1: Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I had a concept of afterlife as a possible thing um, that might happen. Uh, Not not that afterlife is a possible thing that might happen. I believe there's something. But I mean, as a possible theory of what could happen. What if, since time... You know what sucks is iPhone has has this n- just need to ding on my computer. I can't figure out how to turn it off. So, if you keep hearing dingings, it's my friend Glenn just saying, hey. So, I'm going to give him a shout out. Thanks, Glenn. Um. Anyway, when uh, I, I've got this theory. Like, if you die and you go to a quantum level field and there is a basically like a multiverse or whatever. And what if we are in that quantum level type of area where time doesn't exist, time is irrelevant. What if we come back, but we can choose what time we come back? Like, what if everybody that's ever existed is the same people that are existing now? Not just because they've moved forward in time, but they move backwards in time, too. In other words, somebody who lived in the Middle Ages was around in the year 3000 But then they decided, you know, what? I'm going to go take a trip back to the Middle Ages and see if I can catch that bubonic plague or something. You know, sounds like a hoot. But um, it's just something I thought about that, uh, you know, maybe that's how it works. You know, there's just a limited number of us and we just keep getting recycled and backwards and forwards through time. So people who, you know, I've talked several times about stories where. You know, people have had experiences where they just remember great detail about something that happened when they were, you know, in an older time. uh, You know, like there's a kid who was a pilot in World War II. At least the story talked about how he knew where it went down and he remembered all the details and he knew the people's names, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and of course, there's going to be skeptics, but I like to think there's more to this crap. I, I, I was thinking about that today. It's like we are just in such a just downward spiral of of crap lately. And it's like, I want to know there's a reason. And I think there's a reason. And I think that reason is just for us to experience life and do the best we can and learn what we can and do the best with what we've got. So anyway, my uh, guest today is a woman named Charlene Peters. And what is interesting about her, I actually reached out to Someone else, and she had contacted Matt, contacted me on their behalf, and uh, but she contacted me, at least I thought it was on their behalf, but she contacted me because they were one of her clients, and uh, she was like, you know, I've got an interesting story for you. So she told me that she had uh, known a killer unbeknownst to her, and we get right into that on this episode. And I know it sounds kind of like, wait, what? And yeah, she said that uh, there was a serial killer in the area and she would talk to the serial killer not knowing they were doing it. I mean, this is shit right out of a movie, you know? So it's uh, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, and her concept of death, of the afterlife, it almost sounds like a, a concept of, um, you know, saving up, like investing in love for the afterlife. It's pretty cool. So... Anyway, this is my conversation. That's another message from Glenn. This is my conversation uh, with Charlene Peters, and enjoy. uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so my name is Charlene, and uh, when I was in high school, I actually taught had a couple conversations with a killer and uh, well, uh it kind of was
1: with a killer yeah wow okay yeah so go ahead and continue sorry
0: no please it was it was a situation that uh you know there there were a couple of murders in the area at the time and or excuse me like in the city, and uh you know the news kind of got a wind of it and kind of sent out little warning messages like, you know, here's what happened, you know, typical with typical murder space. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it kind of got to the point that we actually kind of talked about the news articles and, you know, I, I just never knew he was, he was, he was the killer and, well, you know, he kind of <laughs> talked about it so nonchalantly wow. and yeah, yeah. So- and, and it was, Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Uh, I was just like you say. He talked about it. Like, what would he say? Like, would he would he talk in terms of plausibility, or what? How he would do it different, or anything like that, or like what kind of things? I mean, what what would he talk about?
0: Well, the thing is, like, he would ask me questions about what I thought the killer would do or, you know, or, you know, why he chose this person or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, <laughs> it was, there were, there were just some weird questions like, yeah. and I mean, you, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't know how to describe it. I guess, cause you know, I've like, I've always kind of had a respect for death. I guess it's kind of, Refer to us, but like, because you know, it's like so many people can overcome like such traumatic death experiences, and just use that to kind of catapult them into just you know great ideas and great purposes and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and and you know, and I mean, you know, sometimes even those who cause death, like murderers or anything, you know, they, I, I kind of am somewhat fascinated by them as well simply because, you know, it's like there there's a kind of a healing that needs to go on there because, you know, sometimes it's like they've gone through traumatic experiences, you know, they don't understand, you know, the beauty of life, so they somehow justify death in their mind and, you know, I sometimes I just read the articles and, you know, it, it, the sad part is, is like, so, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't really have quite the understanding that i do of death and so you know it's like the sad the sad thing was is like i was sitting here reading and you know i would talk to a couple of my friends and like we don't want to hear about that charlene and suddenly this guy comes up and he's like so you know about this guy too and i'm like yeah and i'm and you know it's we just started talking about it wow not kind yeah i'm just i'm just so weird like that like it's Yeah. So uh,
1: are are you the kind of person that will attract just like random people that will start spilling their guts to you? Because I get that myself. And it is. It it, it almost sounds like if this person kind of came out of nowhere and just started talking to you, maybe they felt like they could be themselves and be a little bit more comfortable with you and felt like you could be the person that they could almost confess without confessing in a sense.
0: You know, I mean, for a while there, I I was kind of that person, but then I think, I think just this, from the stories people told me, kind of made me build up a wall. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know how to handle this, and yeah, eventually, yeah. I kind of, yeah. Yeah, eventually I guess I just kinda shut that off and be like, okay, let's just have happy thoughts for a
1: moment. <laughs> so. <laughs> so well, not to drum up, you know, I I'm I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm fascinated with fascinated with the uh, the concept because this is this is the kind of thing that you see in movies and see in, you know, like I, I picture like the TV show Dexter, for example, you know? Um, something mm-hmm. like that where somebody who can just be completely shut off from the act of what they're doing in terms of murder. And right. I, I just, how do you, how do you handle that news? How did, like, what, what, what did you think? Like you you said that you would talk with him about the news. I clearly you didn't know about, you know, that it was him at the time. What did you find? Like, what did you find yourself thinking when you found out that it was him and, did pieces start coming into falling into place and things like that or
0: well you know no cuz i'll i'll never forget uh when i heard about his arrest that night i was working at a uh, local fast food place uh-huh. and uh <laughs> i remember i just had a panic attack oh shit because, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like like the breathing the heavy sighs like i Holy had to God. sit on the floor right there cuz cuz i was just like you know, it's, it was just one of the things where, you know, it's it's like I, like, I take steps to prevent death. Like, I may respect it, but I take steps to prevent it. You know, it's like, yeah. there were times where, like, there, like people held knives to my friends and you know what? Wow. I I stepped in the middle, you know? There were times when like, you know, I I knew my life was at stake because I was getting robbed, you know, and you know, it's, it's like, you know, I kind of have this respect for death, but you know, it's, it was just the idea that I just remembered his conversations, and you know, it was, it was just the idea that I, I don't, I don't know necessarily if he did respect it, but it was more like he found a rationale to do what he did, and yeah. that is kind of what I've always wanted to find out about people like who murdered. Cause I was like, what is the rationale you have and how can we take steps to make it, you know, socially, like, like just, you know, like value people to the point where, you know, it just passes by. Like, it's just a thought rather than an action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like like to be able to
1: curb that active impulse to do that. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, and it was it was just one of the things because, I mean, you know, it's, it yeah, is it, it was just I you know I like because I you know it's it's one of the things where you know it's me I was just having a conversation with some random guy about you know something that you know I've I've always felt the need to kind of study and understand, but yeah. uh, you know it it just like I I never saw that same like okay let's fix this type of mentality with him it was more like of a this is what needs to be done type situation and you know it was it was just scary because i just felt like you know it was we we just both had different mentalities about it and you know one of them was going to create innocent victims and you know wow another was hopefully going to prevent them so yeah yeah it was I mean like I there there were nights when I couldn't sleep because I was just like you know what what was his thought process when we talked yeah
1: like what was the selection process and what was the what was the need where was the need there how did he select them? I mean it's and that's the thing when you've got people who are able to murder like that especially when you've got your you know, your serialized killers that are killing more than one. Mm-hmm. When it's one, you could say, okay, it's it's an act of it's a a, 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 a heat of the moment kind of thing. You, you know, y- you hope, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, or it's a self defense that went wrong, or or somebody who finally you know put up with enough nonsense, or or it was a you know drive by shooting type of thing, whatever happened to be. But usually, it's an isolated incident, maybe multiple victims. But there's always something leading up to that. But when you get somebody who's doing it time and time again, right. that's a, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's on a different level. That is some, how, yeah. if you don't mind me asking how many victims were there in total?
0: You know what? I have no clue. So it, but it was multiple. <laughs> I, I just, though. Yeah, it was, it was oh multiple. God. That's. But I know it was like, it, it was just one of the scary things. Cause like, you realize this guy made killing a habit. I yeah. mean, there was there was no way to prove self-defense. There was no way to prove. I mean, yeah. like you 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 could not like a rational person, like could not decently say this guy could be like is is not a you know a threat to society. Yeah, you know, because I mean,
1: it, it's it, like it, it, he treated. It sounds like he treated like a bowling league
0: he just kind of went out
1: and just did it and was like, oh, you know what? This is a person that I've studied and I'm going to make a victim of them. Right. Exactly. Wow. It it, it blows my mind though, that there are people that are that broken that. I know. You know?
0: (laughs) I know.
1: Wow. I know. Because I, I, and don't get me wrong. There are people that irritate the shit out of me, you know? Uh, uh. Someone who, but I would never think about killing them.
0: Right. <laughs> just, right. And this sounds no, like. No, I, I know. Yeah. It just, wow. Okay. I, I, I know. Cause it's like, you know, you like, even if this person, you know, annoyed the heck out of you, like you still found value in that life. You yeah. simply say, okay, don't come around me or, you know, just don't, you know, just respect My boundaries or whatever, but you know, it's it's the idea that this guy justified killing people, and I bet they didn't even know. I like I don't even know if they annoyed him or not, or I don't know if like this was just some random thing, or you know, or (sighs) what his rationale was treating him. And I was just like, that is just like it's 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 just something that needs to be studied.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: because, like... Go 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 ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, you know, I was was just going to say, you know, it's it's one of the things where, you know, the sad truth about crimes is, you know, they don't necessarily follow the law. No, yeah, there's
1: no rules to those kinds of things. Right, right, because, you know... You hear about people in, you know, Uber drivers that all of a sudden get shot because they somehow pissed off their passenger or passengers who get shot because the Uber driver got pissed off. You know, the, I've heard of cases of that. I've heard of people getting upset at the cash register and shooting. But again, those are usually something that's kind of like a heat of passion. Now, is that extreme response? Of course. But it makes you wonder if there isn't something in the wiring that was off with them to from the get go for them to, you know, not think about the ramifications and not care about the, the the ramifications of the other person. And so, but this person that you're talking about, again, that wasn't heat of the moment. It wasn't any kind of reactive type of thing. It's, it's, it almost sounds as if he did it for sport, which a lot of serial killers do Uh, that, or they have some kind of compulsion where again, that still is not an excuse for it. They're still clearly mentally ill. But if this guy was able to talk about it in such a nonchalant way, that's scary as shit. Yes.
0: Yeah, and, you know, sometimes I wondered if he did that to try and protect himself, to keep himself out of jail. Oh, I'm but sure. But then sometimes – well, yeah, but then sometimes I – like I just think he kind of forgot about it in a sense. Nah. Like he felt like he was talking about a different person because – I'm like, like, there was, like, no guilt there. Yeah. And, you know, it's like sometimes it's really hard to think of stuff that you did and not feel guilty about it if you've experienced, like, seeing all the symptoms of pain in someone. Yeah. But, you know, it's like sometimes I just kind of wondered if he kind of detached himself to the point where that person – what he like he didn't imagine it was him, like somehow the only reason he knew the details of the event was because you know quote unquote someone it, he he his experience was that someone communicated to him rather than what he did, yeah. and you know it's I think that the you know that the division between reality and i guess his sort of fantasy or whatever you know from the fact that he felt like he didn't do it may have been like, I don't know what. <laughs> That's what well, kind of kept him calm over the situation.
1: Yeah. Or maybe it was a, a defense mechanism for him to deal with to having done that. Because, I mean, let's be honest. When you find out somebody is a monster, you know, uh, I hate to go for low hanging fruit, but this is the only one I can think of Bill Cosby, you know, America's dad. Mm-hmm. And you find out he's he was actually a closeted monster. It's a case of he might, this guy, this killer, Might have used that same kind of, I, yeah, it's nothing, you know, nothing to it. It doesn't even bother me when maybe it really secretly did, but he couldn't control himself.
0: And it was right, a And, thing. You know,
1: and I'm, I'm not trying to defend the guy because as far as I'm concerned, no. the guy's a piece of shit, you know, nothing against him. Uh, right. uh, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a murderer. So, but, <laughs> uh,
0: no I, no, I understand. Cause sometimes it's, you got to get to the rationality of why they would even do it. And sometimes like, that's a great area because I mean, to get to that depth and you got to kind of have a stance where like, you've. You've got to defend yourself and protect your mind when you go to that area because you're finding out the rationality of why they thought it was a good idea. When yeah. you re- and when in reality, you realize, no, this was never a good idea. You are creating victims by, you know, you know, ending lives, people before their time and totally. creating a type of depression in their family members totally and, affecting you know, their and kids that is whatever. Affecting their jobs and affecting the economy and, yeah. you know, and affecting like their families and, you know, affecting all of that. And it's like, you know, it's it's one of the things where, no, you do. You did not do a good thing by killing that mm-hmm. person when, you know, they, they just like, you know, that person was going to come back to me or whatever. Like, but did they yeah. it's like, oh, Lord, well, that's, no. and that's
1: the thing is Dexter to, to retract, you know, my statement from Dexter is, yeah, in his. The character of Dexter is he was, quote unquote, doing a good thing. He was almost a a vigilante, but he was able to detach himself from it, whereas this guy was not doing a good thing. There was no reason for him to do that unless, you know, Uh -uh. unless, of course, somehow they found out later on that this guy was killing pedophiles or killing uh, people who were, you know, drug dealers or something like that. There would be no, there would be no potentially good thing that this guy did with what, through his actions. Not saying, right. justifying, he, you know, any kind of murder, but you know what I'm saying? At least it would right. give him a rationale of why he did the right thing, you know? So.
0: Right. And, and then you got to even wonder, I mean, like, you know, there are some things have to be like, well, you know, but there are some things you got to ask yourself truly are the actions of the victim worth the death penalty? I mean, it's, it's pretty much, the death penalty is pretty much wiped out in the U S and it's the idea that, you know, I mean, does anyone technically have the right to kill if yeah. even the state says, nope, not worth it.
1: Yeah. Judge, judge, yeah. jury. No one has that power to be judge, jury and executioner. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. At least no just person does. No, yeah. T- yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. But, yeah. uh,
1: that is just—it blows my mind. I can't believe that we're just talking about this, like you know, you're telling me about your dad's boat or something. You know, it's like we're talking about it so, so. Ah, it's just—it it blows my mind. It's—it's, it's, but again, that's one of those things that I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's fitting to the podcast because the podcast is about death, and this is just exactly. A, yeah, it's a different type of death. It's a. It's a third-person perspective of a serial killer. I mean, that is, and not just a third person. I'm a third person, but somebody who who knew that person and didn't know that person. And, uh, it's, and, f-
0: and, wow. no, and well, and and the whole reason I even brought him up was because, no, like it was it was the idea that you know in my lifetime I've kind of experienced you know three type of near-death experiences, you know there was the heroic there's the victim and then there was a the suicidal yeah, and that's, that's that's yeah and you know I've, it was the idea that of course you know with the heroic ones like it, it was it was the idea like you know you would save a life or i would save a life and it, 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 that, that blows my mind too uh, you saved
1: people's lives and you talk about it like well, you used to flip burgers no <laughs>
0: and i'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry so let me say no, like no, i didn't actually i didn't actually say it a lot or <laughs> but like you know it, it was just the idea that you know it, it like in my mind like i would give up my life for this person and okay, but, yeah. but see the thing is that, like it's 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 the idea that like you know i mean you know heroic heroic you know get in there don't care about your lifetime stuff so, like that's not really all that I mean it's it's great and it's wonderful and if someone's threatening your life, it's great to have a hero you know near you. but mm-hmm. being that person, that person is not exactly always like happy because like you know it's like there is a great moral high from being a hero who oh, gives yeah. up who you know like because like you're giving up your life for people who you know you know you don't know and all this stuff. and then sadly though, like when I experienced that high, like, it was a deal where I, like, I didn't even need to be around people to get happy, you know, and that was sad because, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was really having, like, family relationships or mm-hmm. anything, you know, it's like, I just felt the height, and, you know, it was, it was just the idea that, like, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like, I know when people talk about suicide, you know, they talk about depression, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, and they look at you know people have these jobs and this money, and you know it's like that that high isn't exactly making people happy either because you know like their whole life is crashing around them, but they're happy. But then by the time their high drops, like mine did, because you know I realized people didn't want to be around me because I was like you know, you know I I'm just happy being by myself and I don't really care what you do because I'm just going to go home and be happy. You know, it was it was the idea that when I that hit like whoosh, you know, and it's like it happens to everybody who has that serotonin high, and yeah. you know it' is you know is the idea that I, I you know it's like, I, like i'm 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 so, like it was just the idea that you know when I spoke with the killer and all this stuff, like sometimes I kind of felt like he had a serotonin high from doing way he does because you know he, he like, he didn't, oh, like, I, you know, it, it was just like, and it's scary because I saw that serotonin high in him. And, you know, it's it's just well, the idea he, that. The
1: serotonin when he would do it or the serotonin when he would tell you about it or like where. where when,
0: when he would tell me.
1: Wow. He would talk yeah. about it. So it, it was. Yeah. It, it and, was, he probably got off on it to some degree of knowing this extreme thing that you didn't.
0: Well yeah exactly. I mean, you know, some people they get the high of being a quote-unquote genius when they just don't realize that, you know, being a genius isn't, you know, it's it's kind of getting through the dopamine low rather than, you know, the serotonin high because it's easy to do whatever you want with the serotonin high, but yeah. you know, when When you're like feeling like nothing to do, and you're, you know, you get up every morning and you know, you take care of your family and you know, you go to work and do your work, and even though you're just feeling like it's worthless, you know, (laughs) it's genius, you know, because your body isn't feeling motivated, but you get up to do that. I mean, you're using just your brain functionality in that moment, like, you know, it's 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 amazing, yeah, and it's just
1: it's uh, it's still just it fascinates me that that you've got a person who does this and is able to talk about it and admittedly in a code you know they're not coming right out saying they did it, but they're able <laughs> to to kind of hide behind the news and be able to express that they've done these terrible things without actually saying it. And like you said, you had strange questions come up. You had, uh, um, you know, I'm sure there were things that probably raised red flags. And but again, it's it's one of those things that it's it's how do you even act on something like that without having proof? So.
0: Exactly. And, and you know, I mean. I I did try and talk to a cop about it one time because I mean I was I was kind of worried because like I mean you know it's one of the things like yeah you know I'm, I I kind of respect it but like you know it's it's the idea that I would I would never do it because you know I I respect the value of life and oh, yeah. you know I, I like I like I, I study death to create life you know it's <laughs> like sometimes it seems like people want to study death to kind of you know understand. You know death and see and you know cause it or something but it was it was just the idea that you know I just felt like you know seeing that whole thing through, like this whole experience through his eyes and you know how he just kind of like how yeah I don't know like it's, it's it was just the idea that he just i don't know like he seemed to justify it in his mind and it wasn't just a one time thought like his mind just always seemed to go to this place of you know oh hey i can like in like it it seemed like he knew it was wrong but he loved the challenge of finding justification of why it was right and i was like that
1: makes sense in the that maybe that's where the challenge was the actual act wasn't wasn't necessarily the thing that he was interested in it was the being able to justify it that was his his uh uh like you said challenge that was his sport
0: Exactly exactly
1: That's you you mentioned you studied death did you did you like go to school for some kind of like mortician school or something like that or
0: you No know, I mean quite honestly like when all that happened in high school like you know, I I I kind of had a mental breakdown from the oh, whole experience, yeah, and sure, yeah. it was yeah, and and so you know, it was, it was one of the things where, you know, I I got a bachelor's in psychology, and okay. you know, I just I was just kind of I you know I just realized that you know there was like in in my life there was just an untapped knowledge about you know death to the point that people could choose whether or not to necessarily, you know, make it happen tomorrow or whatever. And I was, I was fascinated by the neurological process of it. And like, okay, you know, how can we, how can we kind of prevent killers from, or people who feel the urge to kill, excuse me, to, uh, yeah, to, you know, to, you know, lower that whatever hormone is really pumping in them right at their moment to make them want to do that. And, you know, how can we kind of increase, you know, code for that justification to kind of not do it. And, you know, it's because it was, you know, it's like, I just, I just remember looking at him and it it was, it was the idea that, you know, I guess, I don't know, like sometimes I worry that his environment may have been so, I don't know, necessarily detached or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that, uh, you know, he found a rationale that, this made him feel important, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, yeah, he like, he lost connection. That's, that's one of the things I hate about that surge on the highs. It tends to make you lose connection with the people around you and all that
1: stuff. And maybe it was, I mean, there's that, excuse me, that, um, almost cliched cry for help type of thing or need for attention. But maybe there was some right. truth to that, you know. I mean, it, it's because yeah. because there a lot of times people automatically assume, oh, well, they were a killer, they probably had abusive parents, or uh, uh, you know, something along those lines where it caused them to. But there there are times where that's not the case, where they exactly. just weren't getting what they wanted from any of their relationships, and the only way they can. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe maybe the only way he could feel connected with right. somebody was, was killing them, as sick as that seems. Right. And, it,
0: you know, and it, I mean, it, it may be as sick as, you know, like, like, so when our body releases like happy hormones or whatever like it's exact it's it's kind of triggered by different uh stimuli in our environment and you know sometimes the sad truth is you know someone who may be stimulated by like a smile may get the same stimulation by like smacking someone you know and it's it's you know it's, it's just one of the things where you know like the same stimulation of someone falling in love, like that dopamine, you know, getting that goal, reaching that goal, you know, he might have felt with that. And it's like, you know, how do you train a brain who quote unquote knows killing to be, you know, get that dopamine high? How do you train that brain to get that same high from like, you know, just, running a mile or something. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It, you got, you got to interfere with the rationalities and you got to get to the, you know,
1: well, that's, I was watching be, a, a video recently where they were talking about, um, they were talking about in, in, in like ancient Rome where the depravity came from is they were able to have all the pleasure and it was always a nonstop pleasure. And so they had to get it to where it was, it would be more and more depraved for them to actually have a feeling of, you know, the dopamine or, or the, the happy hormone, uh, uh, where they would then take to feeding people to the lions because they were, you know, they, they having, having orgies wasn't enough. Then it was a case of, well, we need to have gladiators and have people fight each other. No, you know what? Let's, let's just throw them to the lions. That'll be fun. You know? And, and, the, and no one thought anything of it. Well, what if it's some kind of way where maybe, for all we know, this guy's childhood was incredible. Maybe this guy's childhood was, but it wasn't enough for him personally. And so he took to this. Like you said, somebody gets gets, you know, the, the, the same reaction from smacking someone as somebody else can get from a smile. That person who right. gets, needs to smack somebody, they clearly need more. They need to feed somebody to the lions. His is taking it one step further
0: right
1: yeah it just,
0: yeah no wow yeah no i i hear you and it's 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 just the sad idea that you know it's god man i you know it's it's one of the things where you just kind of look at them and like the truth is like you know i i've seen kids come from great families who have you know kind of gone the beaten path as it were mm-hmm. and uh it's you know and it, it just kind of seems like one of the main commonalities between them is they have quite a bit of alone time I mean like not not necessarily like you know because you know there there are some kids who can be very productive but mm-hmm. you know sometimes it just kind of seems that you know it's it's you know, it's it's not, like, horrible to have alone time, but, you know, it kind of seems like sometimes people want to replace it with families or, you know, and it's, like, just no family time so that, you know, with the rationality in the kid's brain is mainly focused on, you know, what's in front of them rather than be like, okay, well, this is just, you know, a game or whatever versus you know, oh, okay, well, you know, I have family time, but, you know, it's like if they spend so much amount of time in front of a video game, you know, that becomes their reality. And when they get out with people, you know, that video game is still their reality because that's the only patterns they know. And it's like, it's just, it's just so, like, it's, the, the, it's just sad because...
1: The yeah. lack of social interaction.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, and it's, you know, it's one of the things where, you know, that kind of also happens with suicide and depression, you know, when, when people just spend so much time alone in their room and, you know, they allow their thoughts or they watch sad movies or, you know, they just, you know, allow their thoughts of how they're quote unquote a horrible person because, you know, those are the thoughts that cross their mind when they have low dopamine or whatever, or, you know, whatever, whatever hormones are going through them at the time. And, you know, it's it's just and they don't the have that. to
1: tell them otherwise.
0: Right, right, yeah. to interfere with their thoughts. And, you know, it's it's just it's it's sad and, you know, it's, it's one of the things where, and the worst thing is when, you know, they realize this and bless their sweethearts, they go out in public, but, you know, it's like allowing those thoughts to run in their mind, you know, like, even if they're out in public, those thoughts will still continue to run through their mind and you know, they'll, they have to contend with those thoughts and build new thoughts, new positive social thoughts. And, totally, yeah. And it's just like, you poor sweet things.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing is, is you know, with depression, my understanding of it is it's not just a, I'm feeling gloomy. I'm having a bad day. It's something that you can't control. I mean, I've got friends that that will say, I haven't gotten out of bed in four days. And it's like, because they can't, they just can't, you know? And it's, it's, it's something that I wish there was an easy solution for people like that, where it could be a case of, you know, take, well, I mean, they try and solve it with pills, but let's be honest, that's usually a crapshoot. I don't know of anybody who's had great results from, at least from the first few rounds of trying different things. It's usually a case where you try different cocktail of mixtures of pills, and eventually you get it to kind of work, you know. But eh. I
0: mean, it it does need to come with some like therapy or something to kind of also read like to code it like. Physical aspects onto your brain while those chemicals are rerouting it. Because oh, totally. if you just use the chemicals to reroute it, then if and if you're still having the negative experiences, like those negative experiences will be coded on the routes that are like the new routes that are supposed to make you happy, and then you're like, like I mean, yeah, all, you're, I, all you're you know, do is pump I don't steroids. Know, like your doctor.
1: You're pumping steroids into the wrong muscles, kind of thing. You're you're, you're well, you're... I mean you know in other words yeah. if you're oh, not you, supporting that with if you're not supporting it with the therapy and with the positive self-talk or right. whatever yeah you're right. you're you're, fe- you're fueling the wrong fire so to speak and so right right yeah, no that makes that makes total sense um
0: yeah, yeah. it's
1: uh, still is is one of those things that it it's the human mind is you know anybody who thinks that we've got it down, we've got an understanding, but I know that there's more. to I mean, hell, the concept oh, of 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 just a soul, of a mind. Exactly. You know, there's a brain, and then there's the mind, and it's like there's there's that right. whole, you know, and you can have you can have ident- identical twins who had the same upbringing, mm-hmm. and they'll be different. They'll have personality differences. Exactly. You know, they have essentially the mm-hmm. same brain, but it's different. Way, not to mention, you know, uh, 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 what am I looking for? The word, simple word, uh, uh, influences, but um, just experiences. Jeez, I couldn't think of that. Experiences in their life will cause different things. Good experiences, bad experiences. You know, I've, I've brought this, exactly. a, this analogy up where people, two people can go on a trip. And if they're going on a hike, for example, one person breaks their leg, they got a completely different trip from the other one even though they saw the same stuff, you know, it's, it's, and, and it all comes down to life experiences do have an impact. And with, with, yeah, with the, the, the wrong chemicals, whether you're adding them or your brain lacks them and you don't know it. I mean, that's the other thing is you don't know what you don't know. You don't know if, You have been that way your whole life. It's got to be hard for people to go that that's not, you know, the what is typical. I don't want to I don't want to use the word normal, because in all honesty, I don't know if there is such a thing as normal, 100 percent normal, because, you know, if if you have any kind of deviation, let's picture picture uh, 20 personality traits on a scale of, you know, one negative, negative 10 to positive 10. And everybody's going to deviate on that. If you were normal, everybody would be, that person would be zeros all the way down. Not negative by any way, not positive by any way. So everybody has some kind of deviation. And so to say what is normal, but to say what is is typical, uh, yeah, you know, it's, th- if somebody isn't typical in the way that they think, i.e. this killer person, in the way that they
0: mm-hmm.
1: are depressed all the time, they're not going to know that that's not typical.
0: <laughs> you know, it's exactly just, yeah.
1: And I feel bad for people who 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 go that route and never yeah. never are able to get off that horse. You know, they're they're stuck on that horse, yeah. riding around in a merry go round, and and don't know to, that there's an option. There's other things to do, right? Right, <sighs> and
0: then you know. I've I've even known some people who were suicidal who you know they like it was actually like they told me that was their best like I, I don't want to say it was their best state but they that's where they were actually comfortable like being in that struggle because mm-hmm. they felt like you know that's when they learned the true life lessons that they could use to help others like, you know, it's, it's, they, they never felt the need to actually end their life, but they're like, I recognize that, you know, I feel pain and I feel emotional pain and, you know, and they, they just felt like that's, that's where they could truly help people because, you know, if people are happy, you know, they, they'll need help, but, yeah, you know, there are yeah. so many happy people that, you know, they, they know where to go, but, you know, they, you know, the people struggle, they said, they just, felt that intense, you know, love for people and even the pain. Like they they were able to work with the pain and they appreciated the pain because they knew that if someone came crying to them, you know, they they knew how they felt rather than just do like, oh yeah, type yeah. situation. But they can be like, look, I get it, it sucks. Yeah. They
1: they they know it's better it's better to get the advice from somebody who's been there you know that's mm, that's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's and if they've been they can they can empathize a lot better than rather than sympathize and so exactly yeah no i get it well i mean look at artists look at artists of any kind a lot of artists will say they come up with their best stuff when they're in their low lows you know the comedians a lot of them are are depressed have mental health issues and they're able to poke fun at uh, uh, the things that a lot of people don't even that a lot of people take for granted. But they're able to see it from a different perspective, and and it helps people because they're able to you know laugh at the stuff that the rest of us are uncomfortable to laugh at. You know, so it's exactly it, it's I, you know, and the musicians and, and and you know painters and all that. They're they're a lot of times they're able to be their most creative at that point and so i can see why there would be a little bit of comfort in that i mean i i'll be honest with you i've, I've had instances where i've been i don't know if it was depression because i don't know i don't know what is typical and what is not typical but i uh not to the point where i've had you know where i can't get out of bed not to the point where i've been wanting you know, to commit yeah you know um but it's it's uh Uh, you know, I mean, there are, there have been times where I've, where I've gone, you know, I wonder if I just walked in front of that bus, (laughs) you know, those kinds of things just to end it and get it over with, you know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't something that I was, it was never something I was serious about, you know, it was never something because, and again, it's because I know the impact it would have on people. I know the impact it would have on my wife and my son and everything. So, I mean, I, but but it makes you, makes me wonder about people who don't have anybody that it's going to impact. That they're just going to be another statistic. You know, mm. people like that. And, it's and just, they,
0: yeah, they, they don't know about living or with the science around them. Like, life moves life. Yes. And, you know, sometimes even if you're just moving an oxygen or a carbon atom, sometimes you're providing that CO2 to that plant to the, yes. make oxygen for another person. Totally. Totally. Life moves, life. You matter. You matter. Everybody so, matters. That's yeah, that's the thing. exactly. It, so like, fucking deal with it. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: it's almost a a case where it's like, you know, I, I don't want to say it's selfish, but it is a little bit. It's like you shouldn't, you know, you're if you're not get get help, find help, because if you're at that point, right, then you then you you've got to know that there's something, and there are people who. You know, they, 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 they do ask for help. But unfortunately, there are people who try to ask for help, but it's not the right help. And, you know, just like with a, with a, a medical doctor from the standpoint of, you know, uh, a surgeon type uh, a physician. If you go to the physician complaining of a pain and they misdiagnose, you're you know you you could die I mean there are people who get misdiagnosed and all of a sudden it's like oh no that wasn't an, an ulcer it was cancer you know and so mm-hmm. if you are somebody who goes to try and get help not realizing what how to even describe your symptoms and you're given oh just you need more vitamin c or something nonsense like that <laughs> it's like you're right. misdiagnosed so but uh but, you know, I I, I want to bring up, I want to bring up the main topic then of this podcast is, you know, the, the, what happens when we die and you brought up a very cool concept that a lot of people don't really think about. I don't think about it is that, you know, so circle of life kind of thing where you're breathing and it's giving CO2 and it's giving the plants that are then able to, bring it back around to other people to give oxygen and keep the planet going, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you think happens when someone is out of that equation? When somebody is no longer part of that circle of life, where do you think we go? What do you think happens to us?
0: So while we're on earth, I believe our, our purpose is to love to basically um, create an amount of love within our soul that when we pass on from this earth, that we will have enough connections with others that our our afterlife will be a complex love that, you know, we will never get bored. And, you know, that's why I believe in life struggles, like when, you know, when people and, uh, you know, just insult you or, you know, or you know people hurt you even without their knowledge you know i believe it is so important to just keep loving and you know sometimes there's a tough love necessary i'm not gonna lie but you know that yeah so I, i i just believe it's so important to keep love so that when you pass on like that complex love where you have an abundant amount of people to, you know, love in the afterlife that will create a heaven. Because I believe that some people who continually hate, um, I feel that what they're doing is they're depriving themselves of that complex love. So basically what will happen is they'll have, um, less amount of love in, we know wherever and, you know, and so basically whether they're in heaven, whether whether they're in hell, they will be in hell because eventually, you know, because they didn't acquire enough love, it'll become apathetic because they'll know that love continually and that'll be the only love that they really have. And you know, I just feel that it's it's one of the things where you know, it's. I mean, on this earth, you know. Like I said, I I believe it's so important to you know understand that life moves life because mm-hmm. you know even if like you're around people who don't like you, if you can continue to love them, then you are building that love, and you know eventually, like, cause, cause I believe that one of the beauties of the Holy Spirit, which I I do have a Christian faith, no, but I believe in totally the beauty. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, and and I believe one of the beauties of the Holy Spirit is that it will cleanse us of the hatred that we've acquired in our life. But you know, it it is you know it's it's kind of like uh, bleach, like uh, Clorox bleach, like okay. it 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 can kind of clean out the colors, mm-hmm. but like. Uh, you know it like there's always going to be some type of fabric there or something but like (laughs) you know it's 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 the idea that i just i just feel that uh you know it's but you know when when all the hatred has gone away you know is is heaven going to be hell for you because you know you have so little love that you know you only just connect with a couple of people or you know, even in the hardest times, even when, you know, it hurt, when, even when it sucked, did you love? And eventually, even though those times, even though hatred is involved, when that hatred is cleansed, did you love? And is that love still there to, you know, really help you for all eternity? And it's, it's just the idea that, you know, I just, I just feel that, you know, while we're on this earth, you know, that's kind of the only time. We really have to love because you know of, of the complexity of it so much, and you know it's yeah. That's kind of what I've always believed. And, it's it's just yeah. Love. That's
1: that's interesting. That's uh. But I I guess the one thing that I'm wondering though is if somebody, let's say somebody has only ever known hatred, has only ever known lack of love in other words they were raised in a miserable family and they didn't ever know how to connect with people and they don't know how Mm to would they would that just be washed away would they be then just neutral on in in heaven or the afterlife or or would that be a purgatory for them or would that be hell i mean because it it it, it would be one of those things where it's like would it be Mm -hmm justifiable to send them to hell if they never knew i'm talking picture somebody who lives in a cave and was just beaten every day with sticks that was it Mm -hmm. they never had any interaction with anybody you know you see what i'm saying and i'm just Mm kind of curious what what you what your take would be on that
0: well i mean
1: and I'm not trying to argue or anything like that. I I, I no, welcome no, every yeah. I understand completely. Yeah, that, I'm just curious how that would factor in in this because what you said that that makes sense. I mean, it, it's you're, you're almost like filling up your fuel tank, you know, while you're on Earth. Right. And so I can get I can grasp that. I'm just curious what happens to those people that never had the opportunity to to fill up their fuel tank, so to speak.
0: Hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's one of the things where I have to tell you, it's it's just a belief. But it, I mean, no, you know, it's it, no right, but like it's it's one of the things where I mean, sadly, I I think because of the depravity of the humans around that poor sweet person, you know, and I think, I mean, I think their soul would be deprived. And I mean, you know, I I, I would hope that, you know, God would somehow be able to create a uh, filter that, uh, you know, that that would then replace that love or that God would, you know, love that person. And, you know, that would be what would fill the soul while also, because, you know, it's like, I I believe that whenever we pray to God, you know, that also fills our soul. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, so I, I, I would hope there would be some type of You know, something like that. But, you know, it's it's one of the things where I know every theory kind of has a hole and that would appear to be that hole in that theory. Well, I mean,
1: but but you could say if if God is love, then maybe maybe he, she, however you want to look. I I, I look at it as a higher power of some form, almost asexual in a sense that would Mm -hmm. give a pass you know it would be like you know what i would hope so yeah yeah so that okay that 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 works for me it, it, it they just kind of give a bye uh pass on that you know and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to let you in you know so but uh
0: yeah. And, I, and yeah and it's it's one of those things where you know sometimes when when i get the hard questions like you know what i ain't god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so totally. i'm i'm sure he's got a good theory or you know, well, some type of loophole or something. Exactly.
1: That's well, and and here's the thing: is it is is, and that's the whole point of the podcast. Is I love to get different theories. I love to get different concepts, and and because it's a speculation. It, it, nobody knows. Nobody really knows what happens until it happens to them, and that's the yeah the almost irony of you know chasing after the meaning of life essentially, only to find out when you're dead. And so it's, it's, I, I think it's kind of a, a, a tongue in cheek joke from the, the higher power of, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, you're going to give, you guys are all going to run around trying to figure out and find yourselves and all that. And, and then when you do finally find yourselves, it's when you are no longer in existence on this planet. And so I, I personally think God or, higher power or source energy or the universe or however you want to refer to that higher entity has a sense of humor because
0: yeah oh without a that.
1: you know and so it's like i think that right there could be me personally i think i think we come to come around more than once i think we come around almost as a uh, uh, a virtual reality experience ride Where we can come and check it out and learn some stuff and then go back and go, nope, do it again. Or not so much that you've got to keep doing it through some, uh, um, you know, test type of uh, uh, interface, so to speak. But more so just kind of like kind of like with a song or with a movie. You sit there and and how many times I know this has happened to me where I'll hear a song And I'll hear it, but I don't or I'll listen to it, but I won't actually hear the lyrics. And it'll be years later where all of a sudden I hear listen to it one day and the lyrics hit me. And it's like, oh, that's what it meant. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about such and such. The lyrics actually are talking about this. And so I I almost look at life that way, where you if you're the kind of person who come and you get it the first time okay you, you oh you listen to the lyrics and yeah the song is about such and such and you got it or you come back and not you didn't quite get it go back again and listen again and see if you pick it out nope that's they didn't say that <laughs> you know, and and that's just how I look at it so but again that's that's everybody everybody has a different concept because no one has a true answer because there's no way of knowing and there you know science is getting closer they have. They have right. developed a, a, a test where they are pretty convinced that consciousness goes on uh, uh, in, in the sense of brain activity goes on for upwards of an hour mm-hmm. after someone dies. You know, if they're not, of course, ah. bli- obliterated or something, you know, if they're, if they're
0: right, right.
1: You know what I mean? Uh, uh, hit by a truck and they're just disintegrated kind of thing. Um, but if they are, if they are, you know, dying on a deathbed or, or dying on a hospital table or something, there has been documentation that, that they have, uh, uh, been able to recognize brain activity for upwards of an hour. So what if it's just a case of that brain activity, you know, we, we only know of a certain amount of being able to, uh, uh track that. What if that brain activity is infinitely small and goes on infinitely In in the polar opposite to the vastness of the universe and, you know, we could go on this. That's what the whole podcast is about is, you know, what if that infinitesimal, small, unmeasurable amount of consciousness is invertly exponential with our consciousness in the in the universe? And so we with science are only able to track it for an hour but it's because it's only recognizable for up to an hour. That's I, true, you know. Sorry, I'm kind of going off the rails here. A little bit, no, but no. It's uh, but yeah, I I think I like the concept though of 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 going going to an afterlife that you get all the shit washed away and mm-hmm. it's just love. And that's and yeah, I think I do genuinely think that that's what we're here for anyway. There's a lot of times, you know, you you hear about there's there is love and the opposite of love. A lot of people, you know, their first reaction is hate. No, it's a fear. Hate comes Mm -hmm. from fear. And I think that we are here to teach and express and learn love and more importantly, self-love. You know,
0: exactly.
1: And a lot of people don't have that. And to circle back around to that killer. Maybe that's what he did. That's what he was missing. And maybe the only way he could really feel was through doing something that drastic.
0: Or sadly, what if that was his greatest aspect? Like he had more self love because, yeah. you know, that's what he needed to survive than love for others. Like, wow. what if the serotonin, like he could build it within himself and his own mind rather than needing to connect with others to truly build that happiness?
1: Yeah, that's a scary that, thought. Yeah. Ugh, so, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Charlene, I, I really genuinely, and not to, I don't want to say this to make it sound like I'm not genuinely appreciative of everybody. Everybody on the podcast, I, I genuinely appreciate of it. Of course. But you opened up something that is very, probably still kind of raw for you. Um, cause it's one of those things that, uh, how do you, how do you even, I don't even know how to respond, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> but.
0: You know, I, I went through years and years of terror and like, like it, like the thoughts in themselves tortured me. And, you know, sure. eventually when, when I just came to the other side, I realized that like I, like I have, I, I mean, I. I wouldn't wish that on anybody else who was ready for it, but I was so grateful that I went through that experience because there were some lessons that I learned. And, you know, it's like when I talked with friends who were maybe, who maybe didn't go through such an intense situation, but, you know, maybe had some experiences like near death experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, I could be like, look, you need to trust me. And then I could, help them through it and you know it's it's one of the things where you know some experiences create victims while others create you know just a deeper understanding and it's like I mean it's it's just because because I've I've had experiences where I've been the victim I mean that experience created a victim of me and oh, yeah totally yeah yeah and and you know it's it's one of the things where you know, eventually I just woke up and I was just grateful because, you know, it eventually, you know, it t- to me, forgiveness is when the mind no longer needs a thought to survive. And so eventually, yeah. And so, you know, I just realized that it was just, you know, eventually my environment no longer contained him. And, you know, I was getting on with like, you know, school and stuff, and eventually, like the different complexities of school, just kind of, you know, just kind of filled my mind and took advantage of my short-term memory, and eventually, my long-term memory just kind of, you know, deadened or whatever yeah. from the memory of that. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, it's it's one of the things where a lot of people go through traumatic experiences. They don't they don't know so. how, but it's like eventually, once you realize. Like slowly every day, like if if you can't remember what you ate a week ago for breakfast, that should give you hope that someday you won't remember this stuff because your life yeah. is so complex that eventually it like it will replace those thoughts with what, you know, you're doing at the moment. And that's why, you know, sometimes I just got up in the morning, I went to school, I learned stuff and eventually I didn't think about it. Like like it this this incident was like ten years ago and you know, like I I haven't thought about this for maybe a couple of weeks. You know? So I mean it it gets better eventually. You just have to replace.
1: You're able to separate a little more from it a little bit more and more all the time. That's um, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I I, I, and and there's one thing I've learned recently is, is it is it's it's you could, you know, wonder why you're grateful for going through this. But in the same sense, it's because, yeah, you have that you have a major tool to be able to tell people help help and hope. Right. That's, you know, and and it's interesting how you mention near death experiences because the The traditional concept of near death experiences for a lot of people, for myself at least is I almost died at an operating table and I was floating above and I saw my, you know, those kinds of things. But you're talking about that. You got a gun in your face. You got beaten up by a, a, an abusive husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Uh, you were robbed and you could have died because they were doing something of that nature that your life was at risk. And, that's, that's an interesting way of saying it. Cause yeah, that is, if anything, that's, that's even closer to death because you potentially were going to be a statistic. You were potentially going to be exactly. a, yeah. So to look at it as a near death experience, it's a different kind of near death experience. So that is, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting too. So, but yeah, yeah. it's good that you're able to, you know, that you're able to help people and, 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 and give a true empathetic opinion on a situation that is potentially very deadly.
0: Cause, exactly.
1: Yeah. You never would have known how close you potentially were to being a victim yourself. All it would have taken is him to just go, yeah, it'll be her today.
0: That's it. That's simple. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Wow. So, well, Hey, again, Charlene, I, I, you know, I did enjoy our conversation as different as it was,
0: you know, but well, you know, it's, it's just the idea of, I mean, you know, suicide and, you know, death of all kinds, like whether you're a victim, whether you do it to save a life or whether, you know, the idea that, you know, death affects us all. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the things where it can either make or break you, unfortunately, or, you know, beautifully. Yeah. So I, I,
1: I maintain that death brings out the best or worst in people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It,
0: it, it's all about your outlook on it. Yes. Totally. I mean, you know, yeah. Okay. Well,
1: yeah. Hey, I, uh, again, <laughs> for the third time, I appreciate it. So it was very nice talking with you, Charlene.
0: You too, Tim.
1: Thanks. Thanks. And, and keep up, you know, helping people and, and getting them through those those tragic moments and whatever they may be. And I appreciate that there are people like you out there that are selflessly helping others through their own tragic experiences.
0: Hey, and I, I really appreciate this podcast. I know Thank you're just... You. You're you're like you're telling stories and you're just getting experiences out there and that people just need to hear and just think about and contemplate. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's and well, I'm hoping it helps. I'm, if it helps one person, it's worth it. So, but uh, exactly. Okay, well, you have yourself a good uh, weekend now. It's Friday, so yay!
0: <laughs> yes, you too. Hey,
1: thank you. <laughs> good
0: night. Uh huh. Good night.
1: So that was my conversation with Charlene Peters. Definitely something to think about, you know? It's that whole idea of saving up love for the afterlife. Like investing in yourself, investing in others, investing in, you know, just happiness. Maybe you build your own heaven by doing decent stuff here. You know, and I'm a firm believer in being decent to each other. There's no reason to be an asshole. It just, it it's that whole attract more flies with honey, whatever, you know, it's just, it makes so much more sense. Why can't we just be excellent to each other, like Bill and Ted say? And in the meantime, have yourselves a good day, have yourselves a good life. And again, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes.